It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Superior Sports Talk with Reggie Wilson and Luke Inman, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, and it starts now. Back in the lab, Reggie and Luke back at it. Another episode of Superior Sports Talk presented by Locked On Sports Minnesota. What's going on, Reggie? What's happening? Hey, like the the, the Flames and the Twins Ooh, and all those. I'm, I'm I'm feeling like I'm feeling like I'm scoring a lot today. Man, oh man, yeah, we got to talk about that Twins offensive explosion, putting up 14 <laughs> last night versus the A's. We're going to touch on Tiger Woods' chances during the weekend's PGA Championship. Plus, later I'm putting Reggie on the hot seat with what does it mean. It's all coming up on Superior Sports Talk. But first, if you enjoy Superior Sports Talk, you'll also enjoy our other daily show with former NFL receiver Ron Johnson. Ron offers the unique view of an athlete-turned-broadcaster and brings you high-profile guests like Braylon Edwards, Adam Thielen, and Robert Smith. Subscribe to the Lockdown Sports Minnesota YouTube channel or your favorite podcast feeds so you never miss an episode. All right, Reggie. Well, let's talk about those twins, shall we? Twins win. Take the series from the A's last night going off with 14 Mm. runs. Gary Sanchez with three ribbies. Sonny Gray finally gets his first dub of the season. Plenty to discuss, but first, Reggie, your just quick takeaways from yesterday's performance. Sheesh. Woo, you good. know, like, this was the thing to me that was uh, standing out. You know, didn't have much production from Buxton. Mm-hmm. No home runs. Mm-hmm. Just slapping hits all mm-hmm. over the field. Like, double it was Double after Yeah, double. It, was, it was great, man. And then for all the guys that and, and gals that were like, Oh no, Royce Lewis got sent down. Carlos Correa's back. And then that article from Buster Oni yesterday talking about Correa's not expected to, you know, re up with Minnesota next season. You know, everybody's just like all butthurt and up in arms mm-hmm. about, you know, what they're doing uh, with Correa coming up, Lewis going back down. Correa's like, you know what? I'm just going to come back from this finger injury with two hits. <laughs> What's up? And and I had a play at the plate that, you know, the throw was it was, was nice. it was it was kinda off a little bit, mm-hmm. but it was still good enough to get the runner out at home. So he's like, Look, defense, offense, what more do you want from me? He's starting to warm up here a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in fact, actually a big game from the twins free agents. Carlos Correa, as you mentioned, two hits. Gary Sanchez with three ribbies. He's heating Yo- up. Yeah, Gio Urshula, one for three with an RBI. Reggie, Twins made a lot of moves this offseason, brought mm-hmm. in a lot of new pieces to the lineup, something that Twins fans just aren't used to. So far through, you know, six weeks or so, how would you grade their free agent acquisitions? I mean, who's been their best pickup thus far and had the biggest impact for the Twins through the first six weeks, in your opinion? Who's kind of standing out from that free agent pool? You know, um, if it wasn't for Correa, mm. you know, hurting that finger and whatnot, yep. you know, I, I would probably go there. Um, but, you know, uh, they they got Gary Sanchez in that trade, and he is starting to show, you know, some promise. He's starting to show and look like the, the Gary Sanchez that we saw, 
you know, a few years ago when, when the Yankees were really high on him. And so, you know, he's always been like the X factor to me. Um, if he can have, you know, any type of positive production from his position, like I think that's a, a luxury for the team. Um, like I said, even on a day where Byron Buxton, you know, he comes back, everybody's like, no, you got to play Byron Buxton every day. Like, what's going on? He shouldn't be resting. There's no load management in baseball. What are you talking about? <laughs> he goes 0 for 4 yesterday, and his teammates picked him up. Everybody else had a hit. You know what I mean? And so uh, I'm I'm impressed with, with some of these guys that – they've gotten to to kind of fill out the roster to kind of become, you know, complementary pieces to their stars. And, you know, so far so good, man. It, it's it's looking good. And this is that, you know, sweet part of the schedule, like we said, where guys like Gary Sanchez, guys like Carlos Correa can start to pick up some momentum, can start to pick up some confidence. And then that kind of carries you once you start getting into the nitty gritty when you go up against Toronto, Boston, you know, some of these teams that are expected to be great this season and now you got a lot of momentum and a lot of confidence from those games against teams where you are supposed to win because you're doing well and and, and you're showing and proving against those teams and now it's kind of carrying over into the next game so I'm eager to see how things play out over the next couple of weeks with with some of these guys and, and see you know with him now being healed up from that finger injury, seeing Carlos Correa take off a little bit, like it's time, it's time to, it's time to go, brother. Let's let's do it. It's funny if if I were to tell you yesterday, Twins are going to put up fourteen today. Yeah, you would have said, okay, Buxton probably went what three for five, three for uh, five, five, you know, yeah. three ribbies, stolen base. No, he goes oh for four, Reggie, and it's almost like they don't need him to produce. They just need him in the lineup. Something about Buxton yeah. just being in the lineup. He just gives confidence. That lineup. Absolutely. Yeah. It just impacts the guys around him in that lineup in so many different ways. Touching on those free agents, as you mentioned, Sanchez, he's got four home runs, 17 ribbies on the year, mostly as a DH. Hasn't yeah. played in a whole ton of games yet either, so pretty good pace. Ursula, he's been a gem defensively with his glove at third, and no doubt the best is still yet to come with mm -hmm. Carlos Correa finally getting healthy. and Sonny his Gray. Starting to heat up. Sonny Gray, another one. I haven't even touched on the pitchers. Yeah, another good yeah. one there, Sonny Gray. Uh, ESPN's weekly power rankings dropped, and the mm -hmm. Twins dropped one spot. They go from 11 Boo. to 12. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Twins' biggest <laughs> uh, division threat, Chicago White Sox, they put at 14. The mm -hmm. Guardians dropped one spot from 15 to 16. Reggie, it, it's so easy to forget the Twins were rocked by the Astros just a series ago, hence mm -hmm. the drop one spot most likely. The article mentions how lucky they got stating he could have easily been lost for the season and then the twin season likely would have had a, a big rainy cloud over their head for the rest of the year they go on to give high praise in the article for Royce Lewis and the future mm -hmm. of the twin shortstop position for years to come I guess just your quick thoughts on the ESPN's latest power rankings this week so I think it's interesting you know like okay like <sighs> Okay, maybe maybe that injury is bad and and Correa does miss more time than than you know he needs to. I know a small sample size, but like it seemed to be that Royce Lewis was going to fill in mm -hmm. pretty swell, you know? Like I I I think he would have done what he needed to do. And so it's it's just so funny because like, you know, before the season 
it was like, wow, Carlos Correa chose the the twins. Like, let's go, you know. And now it's like, well, okay. Like, it, it seems to be that he is more of a, a luxury now considering, you know, everything that, that – we've seen so far from Royce Lewis. And it's so funny because, like I said, small sample size. We don't know how he would have kind of transitioned to the game over like 60 games, you know, uh, something like that, had Correa missed more time. But you know what? If I'm a Twins fan, I'm good. I'm like, look, thank you for this ranking at 12. Like, we were happy to be at 11. Thanks for giving us some respect. And, And look, we only dropped... Uh, one after getting beat down by the Astros, like, all right, I'm cool with that. Let let's see what's up, and and also, you know, what a luxury it is to have a guy like Royce Lewis that you can just bring up. Um, I, I think, as I was saying yesterday, if you're not going to play him often and play him every day, I think that it is advantageous for them to send him back to where he can play every day in St. Paul so that once you bring him up, he's hot, you know, he's in a rhythm and he can help the team. And I, I think what you saw is the future is bright, but you know, sometimes when you get a glimpse into your future, you're just like, Ooh, Ooh, I want it now. I want it now. And, and you know, the twins are like, hold on there, hold on there, skip, mm. just settle down, settle down. It's coming. Just just not right now. We Off got some break. other things we're working through. Yeah. But, you know, with everything that this team has been through, we talked about all the injuries that they've fared, that they faced, and and the adversity that they had they've had to play through so far this season. I mean, even freaking Rocco Baldelli has gone down this year. Put him on the IL this year. Um, I think it's incredible that they're twenty two and and sixteen at number twelve on these rankings. Like just for them to be you know, top 15 in this in this list is pretty cool. Great point there with Royce Lewis. I don't think a lot of fans really realize that, you know, there, there was some thinking to the madness behind sending Royce Lewis down. Mm-hmm. It's tough for these guys to come up cold turkey after five nights off, haven't been in the batter's box in a while, and go in there and produce. Now he can yeah. stay in a rhythm, keep that hot momentum going out for the St. Paul Saints down there in AAA. When you bring him back up, uh, he's ready to roll. Always kind of fun to check in with those power rankings from time to time. See what the experts are saying. Yankees, by the way, number one ranked team, followed yeah. by the Dodgers, yeah. Astros, and Mets, rounding out the top four in the bigs right now. Uh, some tough news for the Twins in the injury department as Chris Paddock will undergo Tommy John surgery for now the second time in his career. Twins traded away, remember, their stud reliever Taylor Rogers in a deal to mm-hmm. acquire the starting pitcher from the Padres. Reggie, when you look back now and reevaluate the trade, which was pretty ballsy move at the time given their lack of depth and firepower in the Twins' bullpen, it's going to be easy to say the Twins lost this one, but I think fans need to remember – Rodgers is going to be a free agent after this year, and it was rumored the Twins were likely going to have to let him walk at season's end. Paddock, Mm. meanwhile, remains on a three-year deal, so if he can bounce back healthy next season, maybe the big trade won't be a total loss. Maybe your quick thoughts. Yeah, it just sucks, man. It hurts. And and it's tough because like, when you see Taylor Rodgers over there living his best life, you're just Mm. like, dang, man. That would be nice. I mean, regardless... Regardless of, you know, the Twins having a closer who tops out at 103 on the gun, Mm -hmm. you know, regardless of that. But, you know, I I think pitching is always 
a position of strength if you have it. And I think what is tough about this is now you you're looking at a pitcher that has availability every day. And now you're looking at your own guy and you're just like, dang, we won't see him until next year at the earliest. You know, maybe maybe around June or July of next season, which is like, mm, okay. We talked about the whole next man up mentality with the Twins. They've already had to endure it so much this season. But I don't think they really wanted to have to be without, especially, you know, how much they've sniffed at Paddock in the past and to finally be able to get him. And now you got Tommy John surgery. And and it's the second time that he's had it in his career. He got it once before when he was 20 years old, and now he's getting it again. And so that's tough, man. That's really tough because, you know, this was already a team that you looked at the starting pitching and, like, thought that it was a, a bit of a weakness for them. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, you take a big swing and grab a guy like Paddock to bring him in, and all of a sudden he has an elbow issue, and now he's on the shelf with Tommy John. And that's just – that's tough, man. That's really tough, you know. And, and we we hope to see him back and healthy. It's, it's great that, you know, they do have several more years of control with him, like you said, three more seasons. And so – you hope that, you know, he comes back and, you know, next year you got a healthy paddock, you got a healthy uh, Maeda, and now you're talking about a rotation that is pretty formidable, pretty strong. But for this season, you have to wonder, you know, with some of the pieces that they have, you know, some of these bats that have shown improved, or Correa. Mm-hmm. You know, do they take another swing at a pitcher if they come to a point, you know, towards the deadline where they are kind of teetering on being a playoff team or teetering on, you know, getting over the top as a playoff team? And they're like, you know, we need something else to get us there. We need something else to sustain us. Do they explore maybe Correa? Do they explore maybe one of these hot shot prospects that seem to have a bright future with the organization? Maybe they take a swing at another starting pitcher for this season. You don't know, but but that that part really sucks. It really stings for the Twins because Paddock was a guy that they had a lot of high hopes for. And now he's lost. The blueprint is out there in the MLB. That's what you do come, you know, thick of the summer, July, trying to make that postseason run. You mm. know Carlos Correa just owns so much name brand value. You should be able to go get a stud number one pitcher to throw in there with Joe Ryan and give you a great one-two punch going into the playoffs, especially if you think and you're confident Royce Lewis and that transition from Correa to Royce Lewis is going to be a smooth one. It's going to be interesting you mentioned, though, too, just looking ahead. I don't know what these guys' contracts are. We'll pull it up maybe tomorrow or later in the week. But mm-hmm. uh, Kent Maeda's coming back maybe at the end of the year. Uh, Paddock, you get him hopefully coming off Tommy John. And then you got these guys, Sonny Gray, 
um, you know, Archer, obviously Joe Ryan. It's just going to be an interesting start to the 2023 season next year and that rotation. Just such a grab bag of mixed guys, a lot of potential, Mm -hmm. some good high-end starters, some inning eaters at worst for sure, Um, but just a lot of question marks, a lot of unknowns right now looking ahead with some big names. Twins get into the thick of this soft spot in the schedule now. A little breather here. Twins play tomorrow again, first pitch at 7-10. Hence why no pitching decided yet as far as that starter goes all right coming up we're talking some nba and nhl playoffs and later i'm putting reggie on the hot seat but first do you want instant post-game reaction from insiders that cover your favorite teams check out our locked on sports minnesota podcast on youtube or wherever you get your podcasts following every twins vikings wolves or wild game our locked on team hosts are broadcasting live with team insiders like kevin gorg for the wild and brandon warren for the twins never miss a podcast by subscribing to locked on sports minnesota youtube channel now, let's get them caught up on some nba and nhl playoffs going across the land let's start in san fran where the warriors dusted up on luca and the mavs taking Sheesh. game one easily 112 87 Warriors come out on fire in the third quarter. They never look back. Steph with 21 and 12 boards. Luka held in check most of the night. He throws up 20 points. Never really found a way to take over like we're used to seeing. I think most experts probably had Golden State in this one, but not many had them winning by a margin like this in such a fashion. What would you see from last night's game? Luke. They whooped that trick last night. Like goodness gracious, We're back you know, at it. They they had a they had a Warriors third. You know, they it's did. so interesting uh seeing this Warriors team because everybody's just like, look, this team has a championship pedigree. They've been there, done that. And it's like, look, yes, but like if you look at this team, uh, you're only talking about Steph, Clay, Draymond, I guess Looney, if you, you know. But those are the three guys that have remained during this time. And and Steve Kerr. Well, I guess Mike Brown, too. He's on his way out. Mm-hmm. But, like, this team largely different. You know, you, you added Andrew Wiggins. You added It's a Pool Party. Pool party it's baby. a Pool Party. He's been going off. Great season. Oh, my goodness. Like, he is, he is phenomenal. Also, as Deion Sanders would say, Pay that man. Like pay they're, they're going to have to. Yeah, they're going to have to pay that man. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's interesting. This team has redefined and reconstructed itself to be just like the teams that we saw when they were making the championships run. You know, people are like the new death lineup with uh, Steph, Clay, Poole, Wiggins. And Draymond at the five, like, you know, back then it was, you know, Iggy and KD, you know, like Mm. those guys coming in and and they were the death lineup. And it's just so interesting, man. Like this team has has retooled over the past few uh, seasons, endured some some terrible seasons trying to get Clay back. And, you know, they they took a swing at D'Lo traded him for Wiggins, and now they, they kind of have – it's interesting to see, like, Wiggins kind of realize his potential on this Warriors team. And he had a great night last night. And it's funny. They were swarming Luka. Like, every time he got the ball, 
they were double teaming them. They were like throwing hands at them, you know, swiping at the ball. There was a few turnovers where he was just like, you know, trying to do his Luka thing. And a player is just like, I'll have that. And they're going the other way with it. Like they seem to have uh, found maybe not a blueprint, but they found something that works really well to slowing down Luka. And it's going to be interesting to see how Jason Kidd and the Mavs adjust and, and try to get back some control in this series because the Warriors have shown like they can they can avalanche you and it could be ugly really quick. Yeah, well, we talked about how important coaching is. So Jason Kidd had high praise for specifically Andrew Wiggins and just mm-hmm. the blueprint they laid out to stop Luka. Uh, he was averaging 31.5 points per heading in. Props to Wiggins specifically, again, mm-hmm. who did a great job stifling Luka end-to-end. I'm not going to get too ahead of myself here. Still a lot of basketball left just to be game played one. in this one. Yeah. I still think this one goes seven personally. Comes down to the wire. I'm not too worried about Luka quite yet. He's too okay. good, too impactful to stay quiet and not take over a game or two or maybe even three. We'll see. He'll get his and the Mavs. I think they're going to make this one close when it's all said and done. Hey, let's slide over to the NHL where, oh my goodness. Sheesh. What in the world happened in Calgary last night? Shh, you hear that? Another goal was just scored. 15 (laughs) goals. 15 goals in this one. An instant ESPN classic. Flames beat the Oilers 9-6. Two field goals to three in game one and put on a display for the ages. Reggie, help me out here. Where do we even start with a score like that? So this was a defensive battle. (laughs) A chess match. Field goals kicked. Yeah. You know, between the the Patriots and the yeah. Browns back yeah. in 1998, no yeah. defensive battle. Nick, and the Fult. Patriots, <laughs> the yeah. Patriots pull it out nine to six over the Browns Man. in a Week Five special. You know, like it was it was kind of <laughs> crazy. Like it's funny because like when I was trying to figure out like the game of hockey, and you know there are games that you know one zero. 2-1, yep. oh, yeah. you know, things like that. And it's just like, oh, okay, all right. But, like, watching a game like that kind of spoils you, right? Because you're just like, ooh, ooh. And then someone taps you on the shoulder like, hey, 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 don't, don't get used to that. That's not that's not a normal thing, especially in the playoffs. You're not expecting a team to score nine goals. Like, are Absolutely you crazy? Not. Right. Are you crazy? Like, I think that was, well, for one, it was highly entertaining. But also just like highly unlikely that we'll see something like that again. How about the Oilers? Like, how are the Oilers feeling today? They put up <laughs> six goals, Reggie. And they lose. And lose. I mean, if they I gave up nine. You, yeah, if I were to tell you the Oilers would put up six goals in game one and be down 1-0, no chance you'd look at me with a straight face. It, it, no. It's like, uh, again, what we talked about with the Twins. If I told you the Twins put up 14 and Buxton goes 0 for 4, no yeah. way you look at me with the straight face. But, I mean, that's that's how it rolled last night. Again, just yeah. a highly entertaining game is the word to use there for sure. Game two of that tomorrow night. Puck yeah. doesn't drop until 9.30. Other NHL news, Hurricanes take down the Rangers 2-1 to one in overtime to grab that game one. That was a good one, too. That was a good one, yeah. More your stereotypical, again, playoff NHL type of hockey mm-hmm. matchup there. Uh, they'll play again tomorrow night as well. Reggie and I will be back here Monday to break down all that action. All right, well, the time has come. 
Here we go. My favorite segment is here. I'm putting Reggie right on the hot seat, covering all the latest hot topics in sports right now. Let's start here in golf. The PGA Championship starts today, and after winning the Masters in April, Scotty Scheffler is the favorite to win it all again. However, according to Vegas, the mm. most bets were placed on Tiger Woods of leading course. up to the tournament, despite placing 47th at Augusta and long shot odds of 60 to 1 right now. So do insiders know something we don't know, or will Tiger just always be the fan favorite just to throw a few bucks at in these big tourneys i think it's that part you know like it's tiger, it's tiger. so so look i'm reading this article now it's talking about how they they watch tiger woods practice and they're just like ooh, ooh, we're we're Is we're coming back? at him like I, I think he i think he's got something going here and it's just like look man like the dude is always gonna have that you know aura around him because he's tiger you know um reminiscent of seeing him walk the green on a sunday in his red polo like we're always going to be rooting for that because you know he's greatness you know we watch guys like michael jordan lebron james kobe bryant like because they're great and we want to see their greatness on display steph curry what he did last night like we want to see that greatness on display and he's one of the greatest golfers if not the greatest golfer that we've ever seen change and the game. so yeah and, and so it's like look anytime tiger is a part of anything it's like okay don't do this to us tiger come on don't do this to us and it was cool just to see him you know finish at augusta even though he he wasn't really in contention there but you know i think anytime you have him as a part of a tour as a part of a tournament you have to be mindful that he could take it because he's still Tiger Woods. Well, you never know when he's just going to flip a switch, yep. turn it on, and when Tiger gets hot, man, watch out. Obviously, that's why everybody roots for him. He changed the game, influenced and impact. An entire generation of youth golfers, guys like me and you, grew up watching Tiger, getting into a sport we didn't know a ton about. He changed the game forever. It's fun to root for a guy like that for sure. Absolutely. Next one up, Alabama head coach Nick Saban made the news yesterday when he called out Texas A&M for buying all their top recruits last year. Bama was second in recruiting last year to only AM for the first time in years. Reggie, what does it mean for the reputation of the NCAA's new NIL agreement, and how does Saban's comments reflect on college football's new recruiting process we're seeing? Bruh, this this bothered me. Like, this, this, was, this was messed up. Like, Nick Saban is that dude that that gets pulled over for speeding and he's just like look i mean but why me though everybody else is speeding too it's like no 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 we're not talking about everybody else sir we're talking about you i, I pulled was just you flowing over. with traffic here sir no 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 no. no 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 you know he's the he's the guy that that sounds the alarm like everybody else is like sneaking out uh, to recess early Ruins and all of a sudden he gets he gets picked up by the collar like this and then like, he's like wait 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 but, but I, they're already outside i'm just trying to get out there with them they're like no 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 we're not dealing with them we're dealing with you now what this is man this is a, a case of dirty macking on a national scale mm -hmm. like he's like hey baby hey baby look don't you want to come play with me Cause I mean, look, he don't treat you right. He's a womanizer, you know. He he 
he don't even believe in monogamy, girl. Like, you come over here, and, and baby, we can do some things. I, I'm talking about wedding ring. I'm talking about, you know, national championship ring. We can win trophies together, baby. Why would you want to go over there? Why would you want to go over there with them? You know, he was just cussing out his mama last night. He don't even respect women. Come on, baby. Like, it's it's like dirty macking on a a. a big scale and it's so it's so whack because like here you are doing aflac commercials national aflac right. commercials with Deion sanders right and now you're talking about well look at the paper jackson state they paid that dude a million dollars to come play for the, like look at it it's in the paper all the people reporting down in jackson they're like wait a minute we didn't put that in the paper where did nick get that He's lying. What is he talking about? Deion Sanders now, he's a lie. We didn't pay for, if we had a million dollars to get to play, don't you think our facilities would look a little better than this? Like, it, it's just, it's it's crazy that Nick would go and do that because you're big, bad Alabama. Like, you don't need all this, like, NIL stuff. Like, people are people are coming to Alabama without the, the NIL commitments because, like, they've seen over the last decade and a half or however long it's been, you guys win championships. There's a blueprint there to win rings at Alabama. And, Nick, now you're mad because other people are, are starting to maybe try to, you know, level the playing field? Don't be that dude. Don't, Don't be, be that, that dude, man. Like, that's whack to me, bro. You know those celebrity boxing matches for, like, fundraisers and stuff? Mm-hmm. Nick Saban versus primetime is the brawl we never <laughs> knew we needed. That's what we need to put together because that would be highly entertaining for sure. Some some serious words and remarks for sure from Nick Saban, not to be taken lightly. Last one up, what does it mean? Vikings running back Dalvin Cook took to Twitter yesterday to post a clip of him catching a critical third-down pass out of the backfield versus the Steelers last season on Thursday. Thursday night football. Reggie, what does it mean when trying to glean any new insight on Kevin O'Connell's new offensive install as Cook is hinting he could be involved in the passing game for the first time in his career? Well, you know what? I think Cook is like, look, you know what time it is. You know what I can do. I think David Cook is just a dynamic player. No doubt. And however he can be utilized, the better. As long as he's staying healthy, however he can be utilized, the better off for the Vikings. And I think Kevin O'Connell realizes that. You kind of look at the Rams the last few years. You know, back when they had Ty Gurley, you're talking about maybe one of the best receiving backs in all of the NFL. How they were just kind of putting them on wheel routes, you know, out of the backfield, maybe lining them up out wide or in the slot and just getting him the ball in space and watching him work. It's so sad to see what happened to Ty Gurley in his career because, like, the dude was, like, probably one of the best running backs in all of football. And so I think what what Kevin O'Connell sees is he's looking at the film and watching Dalvin Cook, and he's just like, ooh, 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 we could do this, we could do that. And Dalvin's like, look, the proof is in the pudding. You see what I did right here on this play? I could do even more for you. I'm doing it for you, coach. Put me out wide. Put me on a wheel out of the backfield. Just give it to me in space. Put me on a wide receiver screen, even though I'm a running back. And watch me work, baby. And I think 
with this magic and the magic that Kevin O'Connell sees, I think we can see, you know, I'm excited about what this Vikings offense could look like this next year because they were already a dynamic offense with some of the deficiencies that they had, you know, last season. You know, even even with some of those slumps and some of those like, you know, where they were going, you know, five, six straight possessions with the punt or whatever, like they were still one of the most dynamic offenses in the NFL because the talent is there. And so now when you get a, a head coach in place who is offensive minded, who can make the offense a little bit more efficient, like we may see some of the best numbers that we've seen out of an offense in a long time next season and Dalvin Cook is like look I want a piece of that bro a lot of fans have just been banging that table get Dalvin involved in this passing game a little bit more mm-hmm. I'm just looking at his stats here in 2019 under Kevin Stefanski as offensive coordinator he caught 53 balls on 63 targets the most he ever had in his career for four five hundred nineteen yards he can do it and you look at the Rams offense last year of an under O'Connell, Sony Michelle, Cam mm-hmm. Akers. There was about 80 receptions out of the backfield. So crazy. certainly there's a lot of room there and volume for Dalvin in the passing game to be had. I think it's just all about finding a way to create mismatches with your best players and getting a guy like Dalvin Cook the football split out wide matched up on a linebacker, wherever it may be, that's the way, again, you just maximize your player's talents. I certainly think that's what Dalvin Cook was hinting at there a little bit. And a few few days of OTAs, yeah. And you talk about, you know, him banging the drum for Kane. If if Kevin O'Connell maybe sees an opportunity to put Kane in on a third down and get him the ball in space and let him use that track speed to break loose, like – the, the possibilities are endless with this team and this offense. Man, if Irv Smith gets banged up again, you know, he's landed on the IR the last two years, we may see no tight ends in this offense. You just may see <laughs> three or four or five wide receivers. You're going to yep. see two or three running backs in the backfield. We talked about C.J. Ham a few days ago. He's going to be involved in the offense. Any way you can create those mismatches, I'm certainly excited. I think fans are too for Kevin O'Connell's kind of the way he's going to drop some of those X factors and mismatches. All right, Reggie, yep. you survived the gauntlet. We're back here tomorrow breaking down more Twins, Vikings, and plenty more. Remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel and join us every day for another episode covering all the biggest topics in Minnesota sports. He's Reggie Wilson. Follow him on Twitter at Reggie Wilson TV and on CARE 11. I'm Luke Inman on Twitter at Luke underscore Spinman. Tune in tomorrow to Superior Sports Talk, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota. For Reggie, I'm Luke. Until tomorrow, signing out. Link's going for win number two tonight. Be blessed. Spread love today. This is Superior Sports Talk with Reggie Wilson and Luke Inman. Part of Locked On Sports Minnesota. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.